0: This is Going Boldly, the podcast. Here's your host, Russ the Big Guy.
1: Hey, welcome everybody. It is Russ the Big Guy, and we have an amazing guest today. Brenna's in the studio. Hey, Brenna. Howdy. And uh, our guest today is an expert with helping you figure out your authentic self and appearing as the real you, and that's the real way to brand yourself. And she's going to explain in detail what that's all about. Please welcome Rachel Kogar Yakely. Hi, Rachel.
2: Hello, everybody. Hello, Russ. How close
1: did I get when I described what you do? Was I did I get just a little part of it, or?
2: Uh, well, yeah, that was really good. Um, oh, thank you. There's a there's a little story behind that. If you yeah, want to hear it, definitely. Russ. Yeah, definitely. Um, I. I was a a school teacher. I taught sixth grade English for a couple of years. And when I left teaching... I, I remember writing in my journal at Starbucks one summer because, you know, as a teacher, you get paid, you get, you have the option to get paid year round, right? So yeah. I'd stopped teaching. I was still getting paid for another month or two. And I was just writing in my journal. And I, I was actually approached by um, an ad agency owner who said, are you a writer? We're looking to hire a writer. And so I went to work at the ad agency for four months as a writer. And then I decided to start my own ad agency because of a few experience Wait a minute. Uh, you were wait a minute. You I were had. having a
1: cup of coffee, writing <laughs> what we writing something, and you got a something. job, and you got a job
2: offer, just like that. Oh. The universe really is cool sometimes, and a, a lot of times, and yeah. So it's it's crazy like how that directed my path, right? Yeah. So i I had a couple of experiences there, and I decided, you know what. I I can run an ad agency. I know how to do this. And so I, I started my ad agency and I I had an ad agency, a full service one until 2010 when I sold uh, that agency. And then I started a digital marketing firm, the consultancy that I ran until about 2018 when I merged it with another firm. And In between there, what I realized, and this is, if it's okay, I'll go ahead and get vulnerable and get this out of the way up front here. Yeah. But what happened for me during that long stint of ad agency world, it was crazy. It was like hustle and grind and 18-hour days. And you know, I gave birth to my kids on a Thursday and left the hospital Saturday and went back to work Monday. I mean, I really worked for years in that agency life.
1: Did the company care?
2: (laughs) Well, I don't know if any of them were, well this was <laughs> these were my companies, know? right? But I I don't know that the clients oh, will even gotcha. remember. You know what I mean? Okay. So so yeah, it, and I realized probably somewhere around 2015, 16 I started waking up and thinking, wow. Like I heard Simon Sinek talk in Boston, you know, his uh, Simon Sinek start yeah. with Y.
1: Yeah, it's and Golden he was Circle. talking
2: about he was talking about, he drew the golden circle. You yeah. know, he presents on stage with his uh, easel and his white paper instead of PowerPoint. And he drew his golden circle and he was talking about the why. And I sat there thinking, gosh, I have no idea what my why is. I was getting up every day and I was trying to get excited about other people's why. At least voiceover IP in the San Francisco Bay area, you know, whatever my clients were focused on is what I tried to get excited about. And Russ it occurred to me at that moment. I need to figure this out. I have small children, right? I work a lot of hours. I don't have a why. What is the meaning of life, right? All these <laughs> it's questions. It's the question everybody
1: needs to have answered, right? <laughs> Everybody's looking for the answer. The old meme of, point, yes. a, it's a, you know, that's the, the cliche of the person climbing the mountain looking for the guru to tell them that, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the meaning of life.
2: That was my moment. I was yeah. on the mountainside it's looking not, for right, answer yeah. for the guru, but
1: it's not outside us as we, it's as we all
2: not, know, it's not outside. It's all right here within us. Right. So, so I did some soul searching there and I had to figure out, gosh, what am I passionate about? What is my why? What do I care about? What are my values? Who am I? What am I doing with my life? Right. And it was at that point I kind of tried a few things. Like I started a blog for socially conscious living and I interviewed companies who are good to their people and good to the planet and wrote stories about them. And I kind of took a break from the corporate world and the business suits and the 20 employees with, you know, butts and seats and all of that stuff. And I wrote this blog and I I never monetized it, but I sure had fun with it. And after about two years of it, I realized, whoa, I do miss the business world. I miss it. But you know what I realized is that the consciousness, the values, the purpose, the meaning, all of that was sort of missing from the business world yeah. that I had been a part of, at least. Me right? Too. You yeah. know, it's the
1: I felt the same the way. Hustle.
2: Did you have yes. that experience oh, too?
1: Always, always. From when I was young. My first, uh-huh. yeah. And my first actual job I had as a young high schooler, like a legit job working at yeah. a restaurant the guy went bankrupt and never told us we were working in the back and they were literally cleaning out stuff and putting it in their car and taking it home while we were working, knowing we weren't <laughs> going to get paid. So you've I, had
2: some experiences, uh, yeah, I've had a
1: lot. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I've just, I've never, wow, I've, I, I only, I would, I shouldn't say never. I, I worked for, I worked for several people um, who I was very, very pleased with who, who really, Uh, valued us.
2: Well, you make a really good point I don't want to miss here. And that is that there are people in the corporate world and leaders who are fantastic, amazing, inspiring leaders. And what I have noticed in the last couple of years that I've been working with these conscious business owners to uh, formulate authentic brand stories and authentic brand strategies, is yeah. that there are people that have the consciousness and the awareness in their hearts, but they never knew they could pull that out and make it part of their business strategy. And yeah. so, to your point, right? We've run across these people that were fabulous that that made a difference but they they may never have spoken of their why. They may never have had it all written out and integrated beautifully into their marketing, but you knew yeah. that they were a quality person and a quality leader yeah. in so the I way ex- they ran yeah. their business. So I
1: experienced both. I um their why was never spoken, yes. but I didn't know why they were great to work for. And uh, that's not the yeah. not the same why, but I didn't understand what yes. they were doing. and maybe they didn't either. It could have just been their nature to be that kind of person. That's
2: true. That that's very true, and you know, I think about this statement: uh, when you can describe someone's situation better than they can, yeah. they automatically trust you. And trust is the currency here. In the whether it's in the business world, whether it's in the public, it doesn't matter. Trust is the currency.
1: Well, how do you think and, you could get to that point? How do you get to that point, well, Rachel? Where is that just from experience, yeah. or um, um, is that studying and understanding? processes and techniques of of getting into somebody's mind or or, or like yeah. where does that where does that ability come from to draw yes. that out of someone
2: yes well like you said earlier um when you know when you're out searching for answers and you're looking for the guru to explain it to you the 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 same answer applies here right it's within us yeah. And it's a matter of getting super intentional and getting super clear and becoming conscious of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Because, you know, I have sat down with business owners, business leaders, executive teams in the boardroom, and I walk in and, and like, for example... Um, a, a technology company, right? And they think they're all about technology and they're technology nerds and they know how to write code and all this stuff. But when I sat down and started just having a conversation and asking the right questions, what really came out was number one, they were willing to be vulnerable. And by vulnerable, I don't mean telling me deep, dark secrets. I just mean like, you know, tell me what's going on in your company. Tell me what, it, what what an average day is like, right? Yeah. And what I found out is that this CEO, who's this technology nerd, he loves his employees and he loves their families and he wants to make sure they get home by 5.30 to have dinner with their wives and spouses and children, right? Yeah. And when the kids start school in September every year, he calls all of his employees and says, what fundraisers are your kids doing? I want to contribute, right? Like- There's a story here, and when I started asking the questions and just learning about the culture and this man's heart, what came out of this was really impactful that he really believes that what he does with technology and with coding is to simplify work. So that everybody else in the company can be less frustrated, so they can enjoy life more, so they can get home to be with their families. And when when you start to have those conversations and you start to see people, it's really just a matter of slowing down and being intentional about who you are and what you want to live out every day and how you want to make other people feel, right? Yeah. And in, so I walk people through a process where you, in my, in my pro, I've got a program Russ called, um, from bland to extraordinary brand. And in the process, it helps people to dig a little bit deeper within themselves because nobody has the right answers, but them, right. right. And uncover, what do I believe to be true about the way the world works? What are my values? What do I really care about? What, why am I doing what I'm doing? Right. What's my story? What's the moral of the story at the end of the day? What about what I do brings meaning to the world?
1: Those are a lot of questions, but do they all, they all focus on one kind of aspect, correct? Are you really asking the same thing? Would you say? No, no,
2: those are, those are very different segments of the brand strategy exercise. Oh, okay. What you, what you believe to be true about the world okay. is an exercise. I walk people through to really uncover the belief system that you share, that you, that you hold Let and me, that you want to share.
1: So I have, I have a business owner sitting next to me who has, a, <laughs> and I know Brenda pretty, it, I know goodness. I know Brenda pretty well. And she has yes. a recording studio. I won't and and yes. I won't say too much other than that. So, could you use her as a guinea pig and like just oh to gosh. sort of like get just the very initial stuff? I don't want you, I don't want you to give away all of your magic for free, but for people listening and for and for Brenna and for me, could you get her yes. started? And I bet she's already as- thought about a lot of this, anyways.
2: Yes, absolutely. So, so Brenna, are you up for this? I yeah sure let's do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I put her on the spot quite a bit. I wasn't expecting to to dive into it, but Always, we're here and no we're one doing
1: expects it. the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> Monty Python reference. Sorry, go ahead.
2: Oh man. Okay. Well. So the very first thing that, that we do with a business um, owner to get to the heart of the matter, the very first thing that I do is recommend a book by a friend named Mark Schaefer. It's a book called The Marketing Rebellion, The Most Human Company Wins. And you might jot that down. We'll maybe put that in the show notes because it's a really helpful book. In number one, just shifting the paradigm for how we think about how we go to market as a business owner, right? Um, in the in the book Marketing Rebellion, um, Mark Schaefer really challenges us to unlearn and unremember right all of the traditional ways of marketing and going to market and showing up that we have been taught that aren't authentic that aren't yeah. human
1: that's how and i was so taught
2: so when i i was yeah, taught all too. the wrong ways mm-hmm. me too yes and i think that's what kind of led to that burnout right it yeah. led to the oh my gosh my life doesn't have meaning what am i doing with myself but when I go sit down in the boardroom with a client, I have recommended that book and they've either, either either listened to it or read it ahead of time. And that sets the stage for the conversations that we're going to have. So I want to recommend that one to your listeners right. um, today. Um, Mark Schaefer, The most um, the Marketing Rebellion, The Most Human Company Wins. So Brenna, Brenna we're going to sit down and just sort of put on this hat that the more human we can be and the less like put on or stagey or any of that, that we can be the better, right? And then we're going to, we're going to think about um, looking at the very first thing we look at is what, where do you see your business now? Where do you want to see it in five years, 10 years, and 15 years from now? And what I usually do is have you write down on a piece of paper, like a time, draw a timeline, and just start dotting. And it's really interesting because I don't guide people to specific answers. Like I, I never said what, where do you want to be revenue wise? I never said how many employees do you want to have, right? And so it's interesting to see where people go with that. And some people will put down, you know, thirty million in revenue, a hundred million in revenue, whatever. Other people will put a combination of things like revenue or growth or different product lines to launch or whatever. But this is where I really start to see the story emerge, Russ, because people will write things like, I want to be giving back to the community in this way. I want to be uh, encouraging my employees in this way. We want to be contributing to the industry in this way, in ten yeah. years, right? I I can't answer any of that on the spot,
0: just because this year has changed so much for what I thought yeah. I wanted to be doing and what I want to be doing in the future. So that's yes. that's a toughie. I can't answer that right now.
2: <laughs> it it is a tough one, and and let me tell you this too: that when companies sit down and they start to brand themselves in this way. It generally takes nine to 12 months to work through a process like this, to get really clear on who they are, what they want, who they want to be and all of that. And the exercise that I walk people through, we do it in one day. We do it in one day. So I might say, okay, here's your timeline. And I set this huge timer and I have them sit and do it on the spot. It's, 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 we talked about improv, right? Yeah. It's impromptu, it's improv. It doesn't matter. There's no wrong answer. It's, is do it without thinking about it. Let's see what's going to come out. Right. Right. And we really, we really see, and it's about quick decision-making, sort of turning the brain off and letting the heart speak right? Through the exercise. And it's not about the timeline at all at the end of the day. And I don't tell people this up front. I want to see what their timeline looks like. But at the end of the day, what we do is we go through their answers and we circle the top five things that at the end of their business, at the end of their life, at the end of their legacy, they are, they're going to look back and say, I did these five things. Heck yes, we did it. It matters, right? No
1: regret. I love it.
2: No regret. This is your heck yes moment. And right. so we build those into a brand strategy as our five milestones and we don't put dates on them. We don't put them in certain years when it's all said and done. These are just the five things that if you accomplish as a business owner, you will have done something meaningful. The next exercise, and there's a whole series we do when we sit at the boardroom table, but one of the next exercises is what Qualities matter to you in a business, in your business, right? Like some businesses, integrity is like the end all be all. In some businesses, fun is the end all be all. Well, I'm not doing this if I'm not having fun, right? So, Brenna, what we would do is is we would I'll would give you a sheet of paper and set a timer and say I want you to write down all of the words that are values or qualities of a business that matters to you. As you're building your business, make a list. And people generally come up with 20, 30, 40 words in in five minutes, right? Are there any that you can think of off the top of your head that just come to mind? Absolutely. I actually,
0: I have this one. (laughs) Um, For me, empathy and having a safe space are two important qualities for me.
2: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I want to just circle back to the integrity one for a second. Every business owner out there generally says integrity is, is, a, is a value, right? Transparency, integrity, um, which that's fantastic if, if you want to choose integrity as a value. But here's what I say about that. Your value system, that you're going to communicate out is a way to differentiate your business, right? Empathy and, you know, empathy being a value, how does that play out, Brenna? Is that empathy when it comes to the employee experience, when you bring people on on staff? Is that empathy with understanding your client's pain points and being there to, to solve them and understand? Is it, and how you communicate to people and the language you use that's supportive and encouraging, right? Like how does that value rear its head in your business? Are you, are you asking me?
0: Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I okay. think she is, yeah. <laughs> Um, well for me, I'm working with artists and creative people and we're having, um, you know, one-on-one discussions about their lives, my life, and it's important to me that I create a safe and open place for them to feel like they can be their most authentic self so that their art can then be best, um... Best made. I guess that grammar is terrible, but um, does well, that makes sense, right? Yeah,
1: how they can best represent themselves or best
0: right. If they if they uh, if, if they feel they're in an open space with me to be right. sharing their art, my job is to
1: you free them up from my as job many constraints as possible to be yeah their best creative self.
0: Right. Is at the end of the day, our job in that room is to make their art come to life the way that they envision it to. If they don't feel comfortable, like they can share that side of themselves with me. Right. And I don't feel comfortable because it's an equal equal play. I'm sharing my art as much as they're sharing their art with me. And so if there's not the comfort and an openness to do that, then it just doesn't work. Which is part mm. of my why, is because I've been in situations as an artist in the past yeah. Where that space wasn't right for me and that's part of why yes. I that's part of my Goodness, I'm losing the vocabulary.
1: <laughs> You're getting a little emotional there, oh. connecting to your why. That's why. <laughs> I'm
0: forgetting to breathe when I talk.
2: <laughs> no, Brenna, it's beautiful to hear you talk about it like this. And that, and that's the beauty of this too with the authenticity and the and being human is Getting this out doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to be all the way nailed down, right? And listening to your story, there's your, your, creating that empathy and creating a safe space yields. Greater quality art. It yields greater quality relationships with your people. It yields uh, all of these other factors that you didn't necessarily consciously intend or set out to create, but you did, right? And that's the beauty of it is that when we say what you know, when someone says, what do you do? well, I have a recording studio and I um, artist, I work with artists, right? No. What do you do? You create safe spaces for artists to bring their brilliant selves to life, right? Like, that's much more gripping and powerful and real.
1: I got goosebumps. At the end
2: of the day. Yeah.
0: Right?
1: It is. You're
2: blowing my mind.
1: (laughs) That's why she makes the big bucks.
2: (laughs) It's, well, one day. But it's it's kind of... um, it's really just like seeing ourselves for for who we are and what we do and i'm reminded of a story about a dishwasher in a hospital group i worked with a lot of healthcare clients in the past um, with healthcare technology and quality assurance and all of that and um there was a dishwasher in the group and the, the ceo asked him you know what do you do here what is your job what do you do here and he replied i i wash the dishes in the cafeteria and the ceo said no you don't you prevent hospital-acquired infections. You keep people safe. You keep people that once they get out of the hospital, they're they're able to heal and move on and not come back and be readmitted, right? Like what you do is bigger than sometimes the unconscious way that we just talk about what we do and move on. And if we can dig a little bit and get clear on the impact that we have and the value that we're actually bringing out into the world and in other people and use that as a way to communicate. Now, I want to go back to that statement when you can describe the situations, someone's situation better than they can, they automatically trust you, right? And when you can put that into words. Have you ever have you ever listened to someone talk and Um, they're describing something that you totally 100% agree with and believe, but you've never even thought about it at a level to be able to put it into words. And when they say it, it's it's like they're taking the work off of you. They're putting something into words that you can just feel in your bones and not have to think about, right? Yeah. That's what we want to do for our audiences. That's what we want to do for our prospects and our target clients, right? And the people that we work with in our ecosystem in our world is be super clear and be super human and be super vulnerable and be connected in a way that brings us to life and brings other, makes other people want to be part of what we're doing. I love it. I love it. Okay. So, so another exercise or activity would be one where we at, we sit down and make a chart, a T chart. And on the left, we want to really think about, okay, the people that we're trying to help, the people that we can solve problems for, what are they experiencing? What is their pain? Right? What are they going through? And for me, like, think about people who don't have a, a an extraordinary brand, people who have a bland brand, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, what, what is their pain? What are they really experiencing? Well, they are probably frustrated because they just don't know how to talk about their business in a way that attracts people to sign up or buy or whatever. Um they have tried a million different ways to market themselves. They've thrown money at, at tactic after tactic, right? Like, what are they experiencing? What are they feeling? What are they going through? And making a list of those things really helps. So on this T-chart, on the left, you'd put, what are their pains? Um, and then you'd go deep into that from an emotional level, right? What does that pain and having thrown money at tactic after tactic and not being able to grow my business. What does that do to their emotional health? Do they lie in bed at night and worry about how they're going to grow their business or how they're going to pay their bills or how they're going to support their family? How does that impact their family relationships? Do they miss dinner with their, with their kids because they're working harder trying to, you know, get it figured out and make it work the hard way. Um, what does that do to their, their health? Right? Are they experiencing burnout? Are they stressed out all the time? Um, what does it do? You know, how does this impact, infiltrate, and, and impact their lives in all these different ways? And I know that sounds extreme, but for the purpose of the exercise, going there makes the difference because then when you start doing your copywriting, I love that you use the word empathy as one of my favorite words when you're copywriting, you can, you can write empathetically when you understand and when you've gone there emotionally to their, how deep their, their pain really is. Right. Mm -hmm. And where all it impacts now, the other side of the chart, you're going to write the benefits of what they experience after they have experienced you. And so what's the opposite? How wonderful is it going to be? How amazing is it going to be? How's it going to impact their family relationships when they can have dinner with their kids every single night and not worry? How's it going to impact the quality of their life when they can sell their artwork, Brenna, and provide for their family and get notoriety for themselves and make a living and impact their world in their own way? How wonderful is that going to be? This activity really Um, gives you a lot of good stuff for copywriting, because in copywriting, you want them to understand that you understand their pain. Mm -hmm. And so dropping those words in your copywriting helps them to trust you. And then you want to take them to the other side. This is how wonderful it can be, right?
1: mind blown over there or what?
2: Yeah. (laughs) And this will help you sit down and write your website. It'll help you write an email campaign. It'll help you with what you post on social media. It really kind of changes everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And so once you have, once you're really clear on the brand strategy, your why, your purpose, your values, here's the thing about, about all of this. It sounds initially, right. It sounds like a warm and fuzzy, But once you've gone through that and you've gotten really intentional and really clear on why you do what you do and what your purpose is and what your values are, the the biggest thing that, that tends to happen is you attract people who share your values. So you attract higher quality clients. You attract people that'll pay you what you're worth. You attract people who love what you do and will stay around for a long time. Right. Yeah. And compare that to, I mean, I don't know about you, but in my <laughs> in my previous ad agency life, I have attracted some jerks in the past, right? As clients. And Back in the years when I was hustling and I was working 18 hour days and I was doing it for the money and I didn't have a why to find and I didn't understand my value or my purpose, it was the rat race, right? And in yeah. doing that, I attracted people that that were also hustlers and grinders and wanted the best deal and you know, wanted things overnight or at the last minute or yeah. all you know, any of that. And when you get really clear about your values and you can communicate why you do what you do, what matters to you, what is important to you. In your marketing, in a subtle way, the people who share those values, it's like a signal flare to say, hey, (laughs) here I am, here's our club, right? Here's what we believe. And you attract like-minded people. And I will tell you that I have not worked with a jerk since 2018.
1: God bless you. (laughs) I had a, a, a graphics company, uh an agency and mm-hmm. um yes. a lot of times it was just always we need the money we're doing the work type of thing so we yes. you know we did as much as we could possibly do but um That's I right. definitely think it was draining it well if we had been more selective we definitely would have had relationships that really um were more fulfilling and energized us as opposed to being energy suckers I did have one company so this wasn't that long ago actually this was for a different company that I had that uh when I walked into the office, it was there were three or four people sitting behind desks, and they all looked up at me, and they reminded me of dogs that had just been yelled at and the and I stood at the front counter asking for the to meet the person who I was supposed to talk with, and they were like, "Well, she's not here." and they kind of looked at mm-hmm. each other, and I'm like, "This is very odd." And when I sat down with the woman. She was like, sort of like, kind of a mean person, and and uh, hadn't even looked at the proposal. She's like threw it back at me and tell me said, "Tell me what's in there. I didn't read it." And
2: uh, oh wow! <laughs> and I had to send it to her in advance,
1: <laughs> and uh, and so I kind of I kind of like um, kept my mouth shut and went through the through the process. Um, and the company had tons of money and was growing, and would have been an amazing client had it not been for that person and that experience um you know it had had it been different obviously anyways one of the most That's one of the one of the most painful things i've ever done was writing a letter to her telling her i didn't think we could work together
2: <laughs> oh wow yeah
1: yeah I said, "There's, there's, no, I, this is going to be a big mistake if I do this. It doesn't. I just imagined like the best case, never another financial worry, and having to work with her in that company. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's not worth it.
2: <laughs> selling. I call that selling your soul. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> a lot of people do it. Yeah. It's a shame. That's well, a lot of old school thinking. In, in, in uh in many is. ways. Yeah.
2: It is. And it's, it's a couple of things, too. Number one, it's understanding the boundaries in which we want to work. Because I'm a firm believer, Russ, in, in the idea that you can design your life and your business any way that you can dream up. We don't have to do things the way that everybody has always done things. I decided probably 2014, 15-ish, I decided that I was done wearing suits. You know, I used to walk into these corporate offices to meet with the marketing teams with my suit, pants suit, and all yeah. of that. And I decided I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> and if someone doesn't want to work with me because I'm wearing a nice pair of jeans instead yeah. of a suit, they're probably not somebody that I'm going to want to work with long term. <laughs> right? <Isn't>
1: That's something. <laughs> this podcast is all about going boldly, it's great for professional people, but anybody really who really wants to understand themselves and their part in the world and, and uh, how they can make an impact. And for people that are new, maybe aspiring entrepreneurs, you hit on a couple things. Now, you had mentioned that you started a business, but you had no business experience at the time. Am I right?
2: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so you were going
1: boldly back then and now you're designing you, you know you are very big on designing your own world, your own business the way you see it. Yes. Where do you think you got the bravery, if that's the right word? Where did you get the courage mm-hmm. to do that?
2: Mm-hmm. Those two mm-hmm.
1: those are two specific instances you mentioned. They were quite far away in yes. years and time. Um but I th- but they're both kind of the same and and probably relied on the same attributes and i bet you probably had them way back in the beginning were you backed up to a wall did you feel like you had no choice or was it that little voice down inside that was like you know this is something that's always been there or
2: that's a really deep question and that's
1: why i asked that's why you're here about
2: a year ago I know you're, yeah, I know. I'm happy to share this because, because I bet that you have listeners that are thinking the same thing, right? Like, where do we get this courage yeah. to do this? And one year ago, I remember it was January and I was on a trip and I was, I had my Kindle out reading um, Dr. Wayne Dyer's book, I Can See Clearly Now and put that one on your show notes, too, because I highly recommend. It It was life-changing for me, and it was actually his, like, 45th book. It was one of his last ones, sort of his memoir, right, of his life. And Dr. Dyer says that if we have a desire— if something is pulling at us to do something, if we have a desire to do something, that's a seed that was planted in us because our that it's part of our purpose. It's part of what we're here for. Yeah. And I feel like I have always had the desires um, you know, to uh, try new things, to be adventurous, to take big steps. And I remember when I left teaching to um, and started my business, and I remember people saying to me, wow, that's so brave. And I remember thinking at the time, well, it's, it's not that brave, right? Like yeah. if I, if I fail, I can always be a teacher again next year.
1: <laughs> I say that all the time. Right? <laughs> like, Do your thing. You can always get a crappy job working for some jerk, not making enough money. <laughs> Those are jobs are plenty. They're plentiful.
2: Yeah, and I loved teaching. I adored it, but um it it wasn't it wasn't right yeah. for me, you you're know. Still, I love parts of it and other parts of it. I have not stopped teaching ever. That's yeah. right. Um but I just remember that desire and when Wayne Dyer said to me in his book, <laughs> he wrote it for me, right? <laughs> When, when he said to me in his book that when we have the desire, that's the seed planted there from the universe for us to right. remove the blocks and go fulfill. And so I would just say this to, to the listeners who are entrepreneurs or who have desires that are not business related. It doesn't matter if that yeah. desire is in your heart to do something don't ignore that and don't take that lightly figure it out and go do it you have what it takes and again we're going this is the third time we're going back to this it's within yeah. you right gosh, i, I just love takes.
1: you rachel we i, <laughs> I have such a parallel with the way you think is the way my brain works <laughs> people oh. people say people have said to me you do so much and i can sit at home if there's a quiet moment and i'll be like yeah my gosh i've got to get stuff I've got to get these things done. I'm 61 already. I mean, I've, there are huge things I want to accomplish and I've been yes. trying to get them done for the longest time of trying to even get them started. I can't seem to get them started. And, and, um, and it's like, well, aren't you scared to do whatever? And I was like, no, I'm scared that I'm going to die and haven't tried you know, I'm scared I mean, that I won't. Yeah, get <laughs> I'm like, what are you afraid of? I'm, I'm not a, yeah. really. I'm not afraid of much of anything. I mean, I'm afraid of anything bad that might happen to someone I love. But other than yes. that, I'm just afraid I'm going to die before I get all these things going. That I, they're yeah. just in in me. You know.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: I just. I, I need a. <laughs> I, can, I need to adopt a millionaire, just or a billionaire. <laughs> someone does anyone know a billionaire who doesn't have a parent? <laughs> i'm available well <laughs> i'll give you all I'll, the I'll nurturing you when i find one i'll give you all yeah. the nurturing you need if you fund my project
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny well wow.
2: again i'll i'll highly recommend dr dr dyer's book i can see clearly now and yeah. the way that the way that he starts it out it, or the, the way the whole book is organized is he starts when he's a child and he's in foster care And he's had so many poor experiences in foster care. And then he talks about that. And then he says at the end of of the chapter, I can see clearly now, you know, this was his memoir years before he passed. I can see clearly now that the reason I was in that situation and experienced and endured that was because, yeah. and he lays it out. And then his next chapter, he's a few years older and then a few years older. And one thing that really resonated with me, you talked about needing us a, a billionaire to adopt us so we can <laughs> you know, live out our, our vision here. Yeah. And this applies because there was a chapter where he was a professor at a college and he was speaking, he was doing lectures, right? At the college college and he would have 21 people show up and he would passionately give these lectures to people and one day he said just it was like not day and night you know one day somebody discovered him and he got a book deal and he was given the same lecture for millions of dollars the something? next day
1: yeah wow. it is
2: something and it's it's real and he says i can see clearly now yeah. right at the end of every chapter i can Clearly now the reason was, you know, and he talks about his success and he talks about how many people he impacted and he talks about that transition. And to be honest, it's so clear that it's the the ability to manifest that. Yeah. To the ability to go after our dreams and to create what we want and to have it resonate with people on a universe scale, right? Yeah, is the desire is there? Is planted within us from the universe? And who are we not to go after it, right? Right, I agree. Do it, and so, yeah that that book is so powerful in just really clarifying. Hey, the seed is there for a reason. You desire it for a reason. You have what it takes within you to figure it out. Be your freaking self, right? Yeah. And do it and go after it. Make it happen because other people are waiting and on you to do what you're doing so they can be inspired. I think about Brenna's story, yeah. creating a safe space, right? Yeah. Think of the artists that are looking for a safe space and someone with empathy to help them see their own brilliance right now. I mean, that gave me chills to think about yeah. the people who are waiting for her, show up in their lives. The people who are praying for Brenna and and her safe space and her empathy and her Uh, mentorship. When it comes to authentic branding and what I teach businesses and entrepreneurs to do to brand themselves, it's more than just a fictional story, right? It's got to be the heart of who they really are. And I know today we have talked about not only like how to discover the why and all of that, but we we expanded on that and we talked about bigger picture the, your desires creating the life you want all of that All of that plays in to how you brand yourself. And a good branding uh, expert or a good branding strategist will work with you to see you and to see the whole you and to see what's in your heart and to help pull that out and help you to put that story into words. And so this is not shallow branding, like let's sit down and brainstorm three ways to talk about what we do, right? This is... Let's discover what's under the surface of you and who you really are, and let's write a brand strategy based on the authenticity, the most real, the most human you there is. And that's what this is really about. That's what, that's what it means to go from bland to extraordinary brand, because you are extraordinary. And if we can uncover you and the true soul and heart of who you are, that's where we come up with extraordinary brand stories.
1: I love it. Thank you so much. Am I flummoxed? Oh my goodness. Yes. Oh. I love this. I love this. Uh I am um gosh, I just I love your stuff. I I was I was fortunate enough to get in on your um
2: Yeah, you were in my very first um 5-day business breakthrough challenge, the the authentic branding challenge. Yes. You were my very first one that I ever did, Russ. I, and don't tell anybody, but you're one of my favorite students. <laughs>
1: <Yay>. <laughs> I Hopefully, I've put some of it into practice. I identify with almost every single thing you always say, so it's... <laughs> It's like, yes, (laughs) someone else believes what I believe.
2: (laughs) That's awesome. And that's that's exactly what I want people that I train to be able to do in their brand, right? Is to be that voice that other people say, whoa, I just love listening to what you say because I I agree, right? That's the sharing of the values.
1: Right. Yep. Yes. And I'm loving to assemble more relationships with those exact kind of people. Uh, and right. this podcast has helped a lot, actually. And I already I have so many more yet to record. So thanks, Rachel. This was amazing, as <laughs> as I knew it would be. Uh, I just love your stuff. I love you. I love your vibe. I just identify with everything that you say, and I feel so deeply um, exactly many of the things that you talk about and describe. And I think that you feel too. For someone listening, for that person right now who needs what you have. What's the best way to get a hold of you or
2: Absolutely. Um I tend to play on LinkedIn quite a bit. Okay. Um, So if you are on LinkedIn, you can look me up, Rachel Coger Yakely. And um, I believe my profile is Rachel C. Yakely. If you type it in directly in the URL, but I love to connect on LinkedIn. I also, um, you can find me at Rachel And on my website there, there is the opportunity to go through the five day challenge. And at the end of the challenge, I have a program because I I work with a lot of large corporate companies. Um, one of the one of the clients, I've done a lot of mergers and acquisitions over the years. And one of the companies I worked with was about a $25 million a year company. They we, they grew to 86 million in about 18 months and then got bought for half a billion dollars um, by a large public company. And so I go in and do this brand strategy stuff with large corporate clients, but just about two years ago, I decided that. This needs to be accessible to entrepreneurs and small business owners. And so I've, uh, what you were part of Russ, the way that you and I met is that, is that I'm doing this group in a group format way. And so I've got a program called From Bland to Extraordinary Brand that has modules where you can go through the exact exercises that I do in boardrooms with large corporate clients. And do it through the modules, and so that's on my website as well. Um, from bland to extraordinary brand, that's my offering, my my main offering right now. And um, for large corporate clients, I also um, am building out some additional. Uh, training around um, training marketing teams and sales teams and company culture and things like that. That if an SMB, a smaller mid-sized business, wants to have access to that, it's definitely a uh, something we can arrange. But it, I just. As I'm building it for large corporate, I'm making it available to the entrepreneurs and the small right. businesses as well to make it accessible. So well, I can yeah, recommend you can reach that me for at, sure. Oh yeah, well it's it's always there for you. Now that you've gone through it, you have access to it, Russ. So yeah. go back anytime and and go through that. And you had also asked if there were videos on my LinkedIn page. I have several videos posted under the featured section.
1: Oh, thank you, Rachel. I just <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, thank you so much. It was just like my mind is spinning because I know that I need to do a better job for myself. Um and uh I want to be able to help other people. I have to be my best before I can do that, right? All right, thank you, Rachel. <laughs> that was amazing. Looking forward to uh connecting with you more, and uh, I'm going to play the show closing now. That concludes another episode of Going Boldly. Let me know how I can make this show even better. Leave a comment, send me a DM. I read everyone personally and I do my best to respond to each and every one of them. And I'm certain you know at least one person who needs this podcast. There's some information in it that will be of value to that person so please share it with them. Subscribing means you will not miss an episode and it will be easier for me to schedule guests because I can show them that the audience is growing. So please, subscribe. It will benefit us all. As a thank you, I'll be awarding prizes. And to keep you on your toes, the winners will be randomly selected from names I find in those comments, DMs, and subscribers. Prizes might be Going Boldly merch or products supplied by my guests or just something random and fun. But you have to comment, DM, or subscribe to be eligible to win. And finally, this is Russ the Big Guy saying thanks for listening. Go boldly, keep at it, and wash your hands.